0: I'm Gilbert Gottfried. I'm here with my co host, Frank Santo Padre. And we're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. And this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. Colossal obsessions. It is. And we were having
1: so much fun with our guest, Mark Malkoff, last week. Uh, talking about the 25th anniversary of Johnny Carson leaving the airwaves. Can you believe... I can't believe that.
2: 25 years. May twenty second, 1992. I was in Hershey, Pennsylvania on a, that Friday night watching it. I remember it very vividly. Were you watching it, Gil? Oh, when he went, yeah. When Johnny went off the air? Yeah, yeah it was Ted Midler. No, that was the penultimate. That was the, that was, it, it, in, that was oh, the next to last. And that is an interesting point that you bring that up because Johnny and Peter LaSalle wanted that episode to be the last one. They For the people listening, I don't know if you know this or not, but they do um, a post-mortem after most late-night shows where you'll have the host— the producers and the director, and they kind of talk about the show. If there's anything that needs to be edited and post, which they are, do it are in daytime, to... too. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, so they did the after the Bette Midler Robin Williams, which was just incredible television. I mean, just spontaneously, um, you know, Bette Midler and Johnny singing "Here's That Rainy Day" together a cappella with. Um, I think Ed Shaughnessy told Bette in the dressing room that was Johnny's favorite song, and they it was just this amazing um, Mark sweet. Shaman doing yeah. um one for my baby, and then uh, Bette Midler apparently backstage just afterwards. It puts the lay over Johnny's uh, head and runs off sobbing backstage. And at the post mortem, Peter and Johnny said, "This is this should be our last episode. We don't want to do another episode." They couldn't top it. They couldn't. I mean, the last episode had no guests. Of course, you know NBC probably wanted to make this prime time gigantic thing. Of course, Johnny, the classy man, he wanted just wanted to go out very quietly. And uh it was the the guest montage where they had i think fifty five people set to uh, memories of you with Doc and the orchestra underneath and then um uh it was the first time ever that they showed behind the scenes and I asked Jeff Sotzig of Carson Entertainment, how did Johnny take that with cameras following him around that that, that had never happened I said, was that hard for Johnny he said oh absolutely it it took him. A, a long time to kind of get, get used to that. Dave Letterman did, did the similar thing on the last episode where they finally showed after 30 years kind of how they put the show together. But yeah. I, I liked the final episode. It was classy. It was. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted, what
1: the audience really wanted was Johnny. Oh, absolutely. They didn't even need guests. They just wanted that one-on-one relationship. They wanted to
2: say goodbye. It's true. And then it was very strange for the staff because it was the first time that the staff had been in the audience, most of them. And you had David Steinberg was in the audience. Bill Zamey was in the audience. And you had all these – Johnny's two sons and his wife Alex. But to have his writers and uh, the Tonight Show staff in in front of him in in those 400-plus seats in Burbank and for him to – To say goodbye to America, and then he went straight to the elephant doors where a limousine waited to pick him up, him and his wife Alex up, and then the limousine went uh, not too far to the helicopter pad, and then the helicopter whisked them away to Malibu, where they had a rap party with all, and Les Brown Orchestra, and it was uh, the first time, obviously, that most people had ever been to Johnny's estate in Malibu, and that's how... Can did. you imagine psychologically I, what, what was going through oh his head God. when he
1: just wrapped it for the last time? After, yeah. I mean, the the, the sense.
2: 25 years. No, it, it, was, it was 30. It was it, 30. Was, it, was, it was 29 uh, yeah. and seven, six or seven months. And yeah. apparently, I mean, Rick Ludwin, who was vice president of late and I told me he went to uh, he thought that somebody from NBC should say thank you and went down to Johnny's basement office. And Johnny apparently that day was just jotting down what he was going to say on a, on a legal pad. Fritz Coleman told me that he w- wanted on the last day just to say thank you for, for everything that you mean to me. And, you know, he, he was just, I think Carson said it was strange, but it was just, uh, you know, an, another day. And I think that uh, he just wanted to go out on top. Of course. I, I mean, of he, course. those, oh, yeah. The thing that really bothered him was he did not want to become Bob Hope and those Saturday Night Live sketches. They oh, you really were telling did, us before we turned the mics on. The Carcinio sketches That bothered? one didn't bother him. Robert Smigel penned these sketches, and, you know, NBC didn't really want SNL to do it, but Lorne Michaels, to his credit, gives his writers uh, creative freedom. And I, I guess Robert Smigel perceived uh, Johnny as being maybe out of touch and would write these sketches. And I actually just watched this episode of Dana Carvey on with Johnny, and you could it was one of the rare moments where it, Carvey did... Uh, his Johnny impersonation for Johnny, and it was just—you could tell Johnny. He, he just—he was trying to be a good sport about it, but it was hard. It was hard to watch. And apparently, Dana Carvey said that Jay Leno told him um, right before he announced his retirement that Johnny was in the halls of Burbank and said, "If they're going to make fun of me, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, out of here." And that was, I think, right before the Carnegie Hall where he announced his retirement. But he just did not want to be perceived as as Bob Hope. And the, those sketches were really, hanging on too long. Yeah, and the yeah. sketches bothered him. That one, the Carcinio one. He apparently, always a,
1: he always had a contentious relationship with Saturday Night. Live, it was. Ever I mean, since, since they knocked the, the Saturday reruns off.
2: The yeah, air. The, the Chevy Chase, uh, the Chevy Chase New York Magazine piece, yeah. saying that he would be uh, like maybe the the rain, and uh, he he definitely had a huge problem with SNL. And um, I think that last year, he, when he started having problems with the show, the bookings stopped for Dana Carvey. I don't think Victoria Jackson did the show after that. And he—I uh, mean, his final week, he, he took a shot at Saturday Night Live in, in the monologue. They did a cold open. I think Woody Harrelson, Vanessa Williams' season finale of 90—would have been 92. And they did a cold open that Smigel wrote— and um, it was, you know, Ed, being, Phil Hartman being drunk for the finale, and uh, Johnny just, he just it really got to him, and he took a pot shot. I said he, the monologue was this was the final week or two of of of, uh, of the show. He said, um, "And an NBC program, and um, next year they're actually going to make a comedy version version of Saturday Night Live." Wow. that was his. That was his joke. He said, and then he said um, something about striking back or something. You know, so. are
1: you old enough to remember that this? That before SNL debuted in seventy five,
2: that that's that slot was was a Carson rerun on Saturday night. I, you know, I know that that's why Ebersol and um and and Lauren Michaels. That's but that's why Johnny wanted wanted something to replace it. But I, that's amazing to think about. Yeah, that that's. I mean, Johnny just thought. That, it was too much of the Tonight Show, and that's what. Yeah, it was one of the few nights I got to watch Johnny Carson because I didn't have to get up and go to school. <laughs> yes, it's like
0: Carson, he made a few like, you know, there was the famous ad lib about Chevy Chase saying he couldn't ad lib a fart.
2: That was the cast. He Johnny watched good nights, and they had like a minute or two to kill. Um, but he he said that about the cast, but he definitely was was ticked about that Chevy Chase New York Magazine story, which is not Chevy's fault, and they became friendly with the card game years yeah. later. yeah, But, I mean, oh my gosh. I, I, there's this episode. It's really hard to watch with Gallagher and Chevy Chase and Chevy on, on Are you Carson. You sure not Gallagher too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Chevy, Chevy takes a shot at Gallagher. Gallagher tells a joke they're on unpanel and it doesn't go well and Chevy gets a dig in and then the rest of the episode is um, throughout the episode is Gallagher taking shots at Chevy and the audience really loving this. And Johnny, it just cuts to Johnny and he's he's loving this. I think I think uh, I, I definitely think with some of the SNLers, he um, he would have them on occasionally, but he was just loving Chevy getting. Uh, beaten up uh, verbally by Gallagher. Tell, tell us about
1: putting the show together. Tell us about booking the show. And because if, for people that aren't familiar with the podcast, and again, we'll plug it because it's great, the Carson podcast, you have a lot of behind-the-scenes people, too. You've mentioned Rick Ludwin. You've mentioned uh, some of the other people. that you, We talked about Bob Shane. But you've had uh, other people on the show.
2: Peter LaSalle, Peter LaSalle, who the New York Times calls, I think, the host whisperer, was Arthur Godfrey's producer. right, And, and became Dave's go-to guy. Yeah, he was Dave's EP. He right. was Tom Snyder's EP. He was Johnny's EP. Peter was somebody I really wanted on. I got a message to him within, uh, I think, like a half hour. I got a call from CBS Television City, and, I, and um, his charming assistant, Chris, had Peter's uh, um, uh, hold for Peter, and Peter... I basically said, I know you don't do interviews almost ever, and I know you, you hate them. But this, would, you do not know how much this would mean to me. <laughs> and he, he, the reason he said that he would do it is because of my email, and he's like, it's it was genuine. I said, I know it was, and I went to T- Television City, a CBS where they did Jack Benny, and I mean they do right now they do um, what Price is Right and Bill Maher, Bill Maher's and, still there, but, yeah. But I mean, they, all in the family. I mean, it's so historic. Oh, sure. And I went to Peter's office, and uh, it was amazing talking to him. I mean, he. I don't know if you guys know his background. Holocaust survivor. He knew Anne Frank. He. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, That's really fascinating. He's, he's a remarkable man. He, he was an NBC page, uh, and then he worked for Godfrey. And um, he. Your favorite Gil? Oh yes, Arthur, Arthur Godfrey.
0: Godfrey was a major anti-Semite.
2: That is what who who, who I just read <laughs> that that um you know who, Shelley Schultz. Shelley Schultz is a um is um in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think is a manager. And he worked on The Tonight Show. He was the one that booked Cosby and Joan Rivers. And he apparently—I just saw an interview with him, and he said the same thing that you just said. And I have no idea if that's true or not. I know that, that Peter had a good experience. But at the same time, Peter told me the same thing about Johnny, is that Peter was given the advice of Arthur invites you to go to his farmhouse on the weekend or wherever his retreat is. Say no. Just say no. And he always would. Uh, because if they get to spend time with you, they, they might get to not like you. And uh, apparently Bob Shanks said the same thing to, to to Cavett about Jack Parr. Don't go away with so them. So keep don't. that professional distance from, yes, from, from these Yes, apparently so. I tried to do that with Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, getting to it Godfrey. It worked. Peter LaSalle was telling me, and I've done research, Godfrey was over with the American public more than Oprah. I mean, I don't think people can imagine that. Have oh, the, yeah. captured oh, he was he was beloved. I mean, is there anybody on television now, any figure that is that has that pull? And there was I one thing.
0: And I, I remember I took sides with the other guy in this because I thought he was a performer. I know who you're going to
2: say. Okay. Julia La, Julia La Ro- What's Julius his name? La Rosa. No, 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 That's not no. you're going to say? I thought that were going to say. This
0: was an incident when Uri Yuri Geller. Oh,
2: that's what we're saying. Oh, I thought we were still talking oh, about on The Tonight yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. he was like, you know, he. You know, uh, read minds Ben Spoon. spoons, yeah. And, yeah. All. and and
2: he was sabotaged by uh, by Johnny Carson. I, I would, I, I think, in my opinion, I, you know, I haven't talked to Yuri Geller, I'd like to. I talked to James Randi, the amazing Randi who went on with Johnny a lot, was friends with Randi. Uh, the Johnny Carson uh, Foundation, I think, still uh, contributes uh, financially to, to support Randi, um, who is a skeptic. He, uh, basically told Johnny he, he told he took him through the entire appearance he said do not let them use their own spoons don't let them use their own equipment uh, have somebody watching every all the equipment um, t- the entire time do not let them use any of their own equipment and uh, Yuri Geller on television uh, just couldn't perform and I know Yuri Geller says, uh, in his defense, he says that, uh, you know, you had this person that just that didn't believe there's a lot of negativity in the room. And uh, I, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that you, you can't always pull that off. But it was a very uncomfortable uh I think they did two segments. Why, why
1: would Johnny sabotage another magician? He was a magician himself. Yeah. I don't
2: think he thought he was a magician. Yuri Geller really claimed that he could bend oh, spoons. I see. He, he could do all these oh, things. So he, Johnny, was trying to. Uh, I think. To I bunk. think Johnny didn't believe. It. I mean, Johnny was upset. Uh, Johnny in retirement would watch Larry King and loved Sylvia Brown, the psychic, because he's like, I can't believe him. people believe this. <laughs> he, 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 he was uh, no. like Robert Tilton. He was Carson. Really, really like. Uh, was was with shared Randy's uh, belief on 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 that stuff on uh, the psychics. So yeah, the Uri Geller thing was was uh, I know that that was a disastrous appearance. But I mean, I I think it, it couldn't have helped that I think Carson was very polite, but you could you could tell the tone that he. Uh, I, there was definitely, it was not, maybe a, a lack of warmth, I think. You read stories
1: about him turning on people sometimes. Oh, so my gosh. we're talking not only the decorative of a story, which may be justified because he was he was in grief, and yeah. who knows if that was, uh, you know, that that was long in coming, but Pete Barbeauty getting blacklisted from the show. Dick Sean got for blacklisted the blacklist as, as well, but then too.
2: they they had him back. They had they brought Dick Sean back a year or two before he passed. We
0: will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast
2: got your happy price
0: priceline
1: And now back to the show.
0: So he, and I and I heard also so uh
2: Charlie Callis. Charlie Callis got more uh negative mail than any I just <laughs> I just sat down. <laughs> I sat bizarre. down recently with uh, so back at, back on the 6th floor of NBC here in New York, on the 6th floor of what then what was the RCA building. They would have these women, they were only young women called correspondents and the correspondents would answer the phones and they would answer johnny's mail and they would have to take the mail home because there was so much mail and apparently what would happen is they would have to keep a log of the complaints that would come in and charlie callis and woody allen apparently were the two people when woody would guest host and charlie callis would come on that the phones would ring off the hook with complaints i don't understand wow. that at all i don't know strange and
0: I, I mean charlie well woody allen of course great and Charlie Callis always made me laugh.
2: Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, the person I talked to uh, told me, you know, uh, the people that watched the show were Middle America, and anything that, that, that was not Middle America, uh, maybe Woody Allen, uh, just that, that would, that, some the section of people that just didn't want that I A guess. A little too Semitic? For for uh <laughs> for, the, for the Tonight I Show audience, that was being suggested. Woody guest hosting the Tonight Show was wonderful. We were talking beforehand about uh, some of the people that guest hosted the show that I don't think most people know, like Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, you guest were telling us twice. that Bogdanovich came out and did a monologue. He did. He which did. it was stunning.
1: Hey,
0: and what yeah. is the true story
2: to the Joan Rivers? It's very complicated. I I want to preface this: if Joan Rivers was here, I I think her her narrative is. I think she would deny everything that the Carson people say and the thing that's very hard is Joan Rivers for over a decade would go on television and it seemed like so many interviews would just give her version of the, sh- of, the of 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 what happened and she would say it over and over again until it got in the public consciousness and the, the version of the Carson camp Johnny was he never I don't want to say he was too classy because Joan was very classy. i had met her. i worked with her a little bit. She was wonderful. Johnny just, you know, his quote was, uh, I was never upset. I just would have handled it differently. That's all. But he, we both all know he was upset. So here's the deal. They went to dinner. Uh, it was several, I think, three weeks beforehand. And they were still negotiating with Joan to guest host the show. And she had signed her contract with Fox. They had no idea that she had signed the contract. And... Rivers called Carson. Brandon Tartikoff had gotten to Carson right beforehand and said um, – and I guess Joan Rivers called DeCordova. And DeCordova said, you're kidding me. I've been told by somebody with good knowledge that Johnny broke down and cried when he found out that Joan uh, was going to Fox. And that it itself would have been fine. Everybody said if Joan would have sat down with him, that's, said I had this opportunity, my that he would have been it. the first one. But the way that she he he perceived mm-hmm. it to be – that that she did this behind his back just i i've been told um uh, that he cru- that he was really i mean um, he already had w- issues sometimes i think with 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 um his mom and sometimes well he has, wives. So it's
1: fair to say and if you watch that american masters uh, doc he he had some issues with women i'm not saying necessarily it played out here with joan
2: but he had some issues. He with had healthy, very healthy relationships, though, with with people, mm-hmm. with women. Oh, I'm not as suggesting. Well, it. I'm not to, suggesting yeah, it. But even. he definitely. I think the trust thing with him, and he, he felt betrayed. And the thing that was very difficult, that, and again, I think if Joan Rivers was here, she would deny it. And I have no idea what happened. I really am Switzerland. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Uh, I've I've talked to several people on staff that told me that Joan Rivers tried to take them to go, and Peter Lasalle went on record. Um, and one other person went on record with me, and one other person um, off uh, when we weren't. Rec- well, I wasn't recording that that they Joan tried to take Johnny's staff. I mean, it's one thing to to compete, but to try to take the guy who made you staff—that was one thing. That, but that that was definitely a thing that. Um, that bothered him and just the negotiations that they were still negotiating. Yeah. I mean, Joan Rivers said that there was a list of that that, uh, 10 people and she wasn't on the list. I've talked to everybody. There was no list, according to anyone, that ever existed. And if there was, how would she find out about it of 10 successors? I mean, it, it, nobody at NBC will validate this list. Nobody at The Tonight Show of 10 successors. There would never be a list of 10 successors, in my opinion. Maybe five, maybe maybe three, but... um. I, I, I don't know I mean apparently Joan saw Johnny at least once in public and uh you know she she sent him condolence um on when his son died I think she reached out to him when Edgar took his life which was tragic her husband and uh, I know she saw him in public at least once I think at a restaurant and tried to go up to him and Johnny just wouldn't. He once and I've talked to Johnny's first producer, parody Cross. Said once he turned on you, that was it. And with, what? what tell, tell us this is off a little off that subject, but it's 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 also about an altercation.
1: Tell us about Paul Williams, our friend Paul Williams, and George Papard. Uh, you know, Paul, an issue. Do you know there, about this, this, skill
2: This is good already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's.
1: <laughs> this is something I learned from listening to the Mark Malkoff Carson. Oh, I don't
2: think it's any secret. Paul Williams has been on both of our shows. That he we love him. He had some issues in the seventies. Yeah, with, of course. With, with, we just talked God. about it. Yeah, of course. Course. of course. Insane, insane story. And George Pappard, I don't think it's a secret as well. Had uh, an alcohol issue, and he, I believe, was in. It, it seemed to me on the videotape that he was intoxicated, and Paul Williams backed that up and. They just started. Um, Paul um, Papar took some uh, just some uh, insults on Paul Williams and they called him a midget, and Paul, it just got really tense. And Paul Williams said, "Do not call me a midget." And it, it it was one of those things. Now I think they would probably edit this stuff out, but I mean, everything got in all the so-called mistakes, and it was. I think Paul Williams said when he got sober, he had a lot of empathy for um, for George Pappard. but that stuff w- w- would happen. I mean, they had back That's in the green room. They had alcohol back for the green. I mean, I think a lot of shows like Leno they had the alcohol for and the guests. All of the game shows, a lot of booze. They at used the game to be shows, blasted. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. They
0: would, they would. I, I heard they would wheel around carts of uh, every alcoholic beverage you want, so these guests would be. Bombed out of their
2: skull. Letterman at CBS, the, the guest would have to ask for it. They had it under lock and key, but if somebody asked for it, they could have it. But I think it depended on the show. But the, in the green room, um there was alcohol. And do you know? I, I, so when you see the camera pan the audience, there, there's a kind of like a little doorway that's called the well, and that is um leads to the green room. And The Well is where a lot of comedians would watch. Like, let's say Jimmy Brogan went over for mm-hmm. Seinfeld's first debut. He would. A lot of the comedians would congregate in The Well. And right behind that would be where The Green Room would be. And speaking of Brogan, I was telling you a little bit of this about the show. Uh, in the last year, I was over at former NBC Burbank, which I think is called Burbank Studio. Yeah, tell us about I was with Jimmy visit. Brogan. Whenever I'm in Los Angeles, um, I try to stop by and just uh, kind of do the pilgrimage and go into studio 1 and you know the seats are all still in there all i think 450 seats because of i th- i've heard because of asbestos they can't pull them out and it's still if you look out into the audience it still has that same exact feel of 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 Carson and if you go out in the middle of the hallway between studio 1 and 3 it, the rickles thing when Johnny went across the hall oh, everything yeah. looks the same CPO sharky. it looks the hallways look the same and Brogan and I went to – and this I've done this before previously. We went down to Johnny's uh, dressing room office, which is in the basement. Jimmy Brogan, we should tell people who he is. Oh, to yeah. Brogan wrote, was Conic Leno's monologue. Leno's writer. Writer for nine years. And nice he, man. He went on the show with Johnny a bunch of times, and he um, opens up for Jay normally on Sundays in Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny's office was locked, and I said, oh, this is a shame. Brogan said, Mark, follow me. And he leads me. Through this really narrow entrance, where I was with the, like pipes, and I was like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> and apparently, what happened? He got me into Johnny's dressing room. Is is that they had built for Carson an escape door? What like like he's Dick Cheney? Yeah, they have a bunker because oh, fans, crazy fans, would get into NBC Burbank, and more than once, a, a deranged fan had gotten into the show and um and and Wild. if there was ever anybody that got into his dressing room he would have an escape door wow. to get out yeah nuts but and we got it
0: also um i mean jerry lewis used to uh co uh hosted host. a lot yeah and now when jerry lewis got his own talk show it bombed and yet when jerry lewis would be the uh, guest host on
2: Carson, they said. Those would do great. I'll tell you why. And this is the insight I've gotten. First of all, when he would do The Tonight Show, it was 90 minutes. His, vari- his talk show variety show was, I think, two hours. Two hours. A little longer. Yeah. yeah. And I heard Lewis had too much going on at the time. I mean, because Lewis could do a week, and then he would take sometimes a month or two off before he would guest host. But it was just, I heard he had too much going on with his film career and just couldn't get the proper attention to the show. But, I mean, did you hear that story about, like, they would have to put, like, J.L. Tiles yes. in it? Oh, yes, we talked about it with yeah. Tom Sharpling. Oh, It's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. It's
1: wild. Tell, tell us—you yeah. uh, were telling us, too, before we turned the, the mics on, that, that you found some of the people that you've interviewed to be very protective of Johnny's legacy, like like Joan Embry, it's the great Joan Embry. It's really and...
2: true. I tried to get her, and I couldn't—I wasn't able to get her until, I think, um, somebody emailed me. They were—she they were, was promoting— Johnny Carson the DVDs. San Diego Zoo. Yes, <laughs> Joan Embry. I, I went Remember to New. I went oh, to, yeah, I went to New Canaan, Connecticut, to sit down with Jim Fowler. He was going <laughs> like on back in the. He was doing the animals stuff back in the sixties. In the sixties, unknown Barbara Streisand asked him afterwards, "Can you come to my apartment and look at my parakeet?" Stressing in the '60s, um, early from '62 to like '66, did the show a lot. You thought that was your line, I yes. know. <laughs> uh, but um, but she's very protective. There are a bunch of people that have never talked publicly about Carson until they sat down with me, and I think a lot of it has been. It's been a while since Carson passed. Um, I think the they're, documentary, they're protective happened, of of uh, they are. I mean, all those books were always the na- all negative. I mean, his, the you know. one guy who I I
0: mean, this sounded like a really kind of sleazy. Uh, and that was the mm, best known as the bombastic. Oh, bombastic Bushkin. Oh, Henry. Yeah. 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 Who was
2: his lawyer and confidant? That's true. That yeah. was his lawyer. And
0: then after Carson dies, he does like a tell-all book.
2: Listen, it went to number one on Amazon. I mean, the- I noticed you didn't have him on. And there's a car- there's a guy that knew Johnny. I, <laughs> I, I, I. Somebody gave me his book. I read it. Somebody uh, that um, with knowledge said that they they're pretty sure almost all of it, if not all of it's true. Um I just can't separate the fact that he was a lawyer talking about his client. That's just me personally. So I... I haven't sat down with them. P- perhaps that would will change. Listen, I want to get Wayne Newton on. I've tried to get Melissa Rivers. I'm trying to, Paul Rodriguez. I've reached out. I'm trying to sit down with people that did not have good experiences, and I haven't been able to sit down don't with. them. I Think Jamie
1: Farr had a very good experience. Really? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Well, okay, check, I'd love to sit down. Checking, check but into I've that. tried to Hope sit I'm not down. i telling with, tales out of school. Oh,
2: what Listen,
0: some of the bad experiences.
2: Wayne Newton showed up to uh, NBC Burbank, got past security, got into Johnny's office. And oh, that's said, famous. If you're gonna, oh yeah. Yeah. So. I mean that was one. I know Paul Rodriguez said apparently um, he he was on panel and then the next actress came out and apparently uh, Rodriguez made a joke during it in a commercial. Johnny just turned on him and swore at him and that he was finished. yeah, obviously Melissa Rivers with her mom. I'm trying to think who else had bad experiences. You
0: know, there was well, a Jamie Farr.
2: I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's in Jamie's book.
1: I'll, I'll let I'll let Mark uh, uh-huh. get get his hands on that story himself. Yeah, I'd love wanna, to sit down. I with have them. my own bombastic Bushkin story too, which I will not tell here. But I'll tell you guys. <laughs> love to I'll, hear tell it. You, I'll tell you guys. Love to hear uh, Something I was approached about. The show is great. Oh, thanks. The show is great. I mean, you 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 get inside the the the, the inner workings of that show. You 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 and you interview the staff. You even interviewed uh, what's his what's his the gentleman's name Irving Davis Irving Davis the guy that used to
2: pull the curtain 20, when 20 years a curtain <laughs> he would his open curtain man he would open the curtain for Johnny and he would open the curtain for guests and people like Gregory Peck these really uh, nervous people that that didn't normally do TV so it was yeah challenging
0: and, and there was an incident they show this a lot I mean everyone always talked about Carson and McMahon's drinking. And there was that one show where you know uh, McMahon was obviously shit faced, and
2: Carson
0: was just kept ragging on him, on on
2: on the air. Like, just is that when they're about to introduce Joan Embry? I think Carson. I think so. It's the one time. Listen, Ed's character was that he was this big drunk, and it was just not true. But that clip that you're talking, it was one of the rare times that Ed was definitely visibly. Um, intoxicated on on, <laughs> on the show, but I mean, listen. There's Johnny was a professional. He demanded perfection. He was, and if unless you heard from him, things were going well. If you heard from him, normally it was a problem. But I mean, there's no way that Ed. I mean, Ed and him started out as friends. They would go out almost every single night after the show in the New York days. Early on, they'd go to Danny's Hideaway. They'd go to Sardi's East. Um, they 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 were inseparable. And like a lot of relationships, things started to change. I mean, Johnny – Ed would go to, down to Johnny's uh, dressing room before the show up until uh, the last show, and they would, they would uh, have uh, dinner once a year. Uh, whereas Doc and Johnny would go on vacation together, so I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, they survived 29 plus years, almost 30 oh, yeah. years together. Oh yeah, but their dynamic. Well, you watched changed.
1: those Karnak sketches, and I watched a bunch today, prepping for you. And their timing. I oh mean, my they're, gosh,
2: they're really they're an underrated comedy team. Oh yeah, Sis you know? Boom bah, the Kevin yeah, McCallum show. Yeah, so, yeah, Kevin McCallum. The Sound of wrote a sheep exploding. Yeah, Sis Boom
1: Yeah, Sis Boomba. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Boom, bah. yeah. Bah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. so oh, well, they were, they were, they were, they had. Wonderful timing. They had wonderful chemistry. Has anyone heard from Doc, by the way?
2: Doc is ninety years old. He's in Tennessee. I have his cell phone number. I've talked to him thrice on the phone, and he does not know what a podcast is. Apparently, I'm having that problem booking <laughs> this show <laughs> yes. with a couple of people. I, you who know, I won't I'm mention. Not giving up hope, but I have to say, Doc was really funny when he would. Oh be, God! When oh, he yeah. would sit in Ed's chair, so when was Ed Newsom. wasn't there. So yeah, so was Tommy Newsom funny. Newsom was really good too. I mean, I think that that they really locked out on in terms of the the personalities on that show there was nothing like it it was a special time not only a great talk show but it
1: was it, it was that time in show business history it was it was the right show for the right time it was time.
2: and you know these amazing people like dave letterman and shanling guest hosting that show i mean it, and george carlin guest george carlin was the show amazing and, everybody. And, and i want i want to say johnny was secure enough with himself as a performer to have guest host where as unless jimmy kimmel is 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 uh had his uh, he had to take some time off recently or dave letterman had his heart issues it never happens. I mean, Jay Leno only gave up his his, his seat once. To who? Katie Couric. Right. That was it. Brandon Tarnikoff tried to get him to do Fridays to Rosie O'Donnell, and he just wouldn't do it. And that's Jay's prerogative. That's every host. It's their show.
1: Uh, Mark, the show is great. Uh, the Carson Podcast, I'm going to recommend a couple of episodes I listen to. I love the Fred Silverman one. Now, there's a guy we got to get on this oh, show, oh my Fred God. Silverman. So we're going to hit Mark up. And, uh,
0: and he was the producer of Thick of the Night. Oh, my God. So. You guys
1: can do an hour.
0: And <laughs> Maybe you had too. Pete
1: Bar Beauty, all the old Carson staples. You had Kreskin. You had Jim Fowler and Joan Embry we talked about Ed Ames. You got a lot of great behind-the-scenes people. David Say. Remember David Say? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's an education, and it's like, like this show. It's a time capsule. So where can people get it? Carsonpodcast.com on iTunes, Carson Podcast. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. Exactly. And we'll give a shout out to Alex Brazell.
2: Oh,
0: yes. Our pal, (laughs) the guru. Gil? And this very simply was Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal obsessions.
1: And uh, 25 years ago, we said goodbye to Johnny. So we we all raise a glass. Thank you, Mark. Thank you.
0: And so it has come to this. I uh, am one of the lucky people in the world. I found something I always wanted to do, and I have enjoyed every single minute of it. I want to thank the gentleman who shared this stage with me for 30 years, Mr. Ed McMahon. <laughs> Mr. Doc Severinsen. And you people watching, I can only tell you that it has been an honor and a privilege to come into your homes all these years and entertain you. And I hope when I find something that I want to do and I think you will like and come back that you'll be as gracious inviting me into your home as you have been. I bid you a very heartfelt good night.